Yo, 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 what's poppin' people? Welcome back to Say Less with Kaz on Whistle Sports and Brother. My co-host Low Key is back in the building today. Low. What's going on, man? Back for the second go-round. Got some good feedback. I think I'm um I'm I'm home. I think I'm you potting now. You potting. I'm potting now. I'm potting. <laughs> I like this. I like shout this. Shout out, shout out to our sponsors this week, Truly Hard Seltzer, 13 different flavors. You know what I'm saying? It's light. Very good drink if you want to uh, get lit, but you want to keep that quarantine gut out of here. I know a lot of people are struggling right now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? A lot of people still need to get back in shape after uh, <laughs> being in the house for four months. But you still want to enjoy a good beverage. You still want to get a little lit. So shout out to Truly Hot Seltzer for sponsoring Sailors with Cats again this week. Um, Lo, man, we've had so many conversations about what we're going to talk about. Um, and we have a very, very special guest on the show today. Um, Man, given I know I mentioned quarantine guts and everything like that, but within the pandemic, within everything going on in the world, there still is the 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 root of this fight against systemic racism yeah. and, and and getting justice for and, and just reforming the entire way people are governed and the way police, you know what I mean, have to you know navigate the world right now, right? Right. So our guest today, man, is is an incredible person, and I feel like we're going to learn a lot. I feel like it's going to be a great conversation to have because I feel like just so many people just don't understand. Like, people feel like when we're talking about, you know, it's not just one bad cop. It's not just one thing. It's not just one messed up court system. Like, it's an entire system that's built to, you know, pretty much ensure what slavery is today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a crazy... It's a crazy way to think about it, but the the man that I have on the show today is is somebody who I think has shed a lot of light on things. And what really shows you, like, okay, people can go through things, do their bid, and come out, you know what I mean, like, as not just good, like, not just incredibly well-off citizens, but people of influence, people that could, you know, really make differences in the world. And, you know, yeah. so I have the one and only Corey Jacobs on the show today. He is the co-founder of the Buried Alive program. He is the senior advisor to, to Diddy. And he is somebody whose story has resonated with so many people throughout his life. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Corey, before we get into the, all that, I just want to know, man, like, how you feeling right now? I know <laughs> even everything, we got quarantine going on. We got people protesting in the streets. We got all this type of stuff. How's your mental holding up, black man? How are you feeling right now? absolutely amazing you know Mm. after all i went through you know even despite you know the pandemic and everything and i know a lot of people hit me up they'd be like yo i'm gonna lock in they're going crazy but you know i spent 18 years locked in you know i spent 18 years 18 years with a life sentence over your head and you know no 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 daughters to kiss no no significant other to put the arms around no dog to feed you know no, no home cooked meals. You know what I'm saying. So, with being able to be here with the home cooked meals, being able to walk down the street and and being able to sit in my living room and even be here on the Zoom with you, it's just a blessing. Like you know, everything is a blessing, and that's what kind of like got me through through my sentence. Is just knowing that you know, people as hard as it was, there was people out there in the world that had it a little harder. So I look at it like that. I look at like what's going on now with the pandemic. People losing their homes. People losing their jobs. Right. I'm blessed to you know 
to be out here and for real, like, you know, thriving in the pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, when I came out, you know, that was my promise to come out here, you know, with a full of energy, full of life in order, like, to fulfill my purpose. Really the reason why they opened them doors. God opened them doors for a reason. And um, and I get up every day grateful and blessed to be here. So to answer your question, I feel amazing. That's great to hear, man. And, and especially... You know, you know, when it comes to, to, to black men and mental health, they try mm-hmm. to, to not just, like, trap your body. They try to trap your mind when they try mm-hmm. to put you through the system. Right. And right. you right. mentioned it quickly, but I'm sure once this podcast goes out, they're going to go and Google Corey Jacobs and Google the story and look right, at right. everything. But it's like, 100%. touched on it really quick. You, you served 18 mm-hmm. years, 16 yeah, yeah, life yeah. sentences. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just hearing that, just hearing that. Like, I, I saw the reaction in his face. It's like, brother, you have no idea. Like, I could just see it in his face. It's like, 16 yeah. life sentences is no light work. That's not something yeah, everyone yeah. comes across. So I, I can't even imagine the mental state being in that position. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when you, you know, it's the difference between saying, like, listen, I got 20 years in prison and I can, like, kind of, like, see the light at the end of the right. tunnel. Like, I'm like, all right, you can tell your kids, like, oh, man, I'm going to be there after you graduate high school. Man, I'll tell right. your Daddy is coming home, right? But when you have, like, 16 life sentences, which is virtually a death sentence, and you don't mm. know when you're going to come home, you, you not only don't have any light at the end of the tunnel, but you don't even have a tunnel to look down for hope, right? Mm. You know what I mean? So, so, so that's, it's, it's a much harder <clears throat> pill to swallow you know, being in prison, knowing that you could possibly never get out, right? So, like, you know, just you have to have a certain type of mentality. You have to get up every day, kind of yeah. like what gets you up motivated every single day, you know, to believe, you know, that you can one day be free again. And, you know, so when I shake my head, like, it's it's extremely tough, you know, to go through that sentence. And when you talk about mental health, yeah, I mean, you could do five years and, and, and come out, like, you know, totally lost, totally – um. Um, you know, separated from like technology and, and, yeah. and, you know, oblivious to what's going on. So, you know, you can imagine 18 years, what was going on, you know, in 99 and what's going on now, right. you know, and I just think a lot of it has to do like what you're doing while you're under them circumstances. Right. You know, for me, I knew they was trying to wash me up. I knew like the system was created not to rehabilitate, you know, the individuals that's coming in there. Right. So I had to rehabilitate myself. Right. I had to make sure I got up every day that I worked out, you know, that, you know, that I, I kept feeding my mind. I kept learning. I kept taking classes so that when I get out, which I knew I was going to get out because I knew that my hand didn't call for dying in prison. I didn't do anything. It was my first offense. There was no violence in the case. Um, there was even no drug seized, and I got 16 life sentences. I'm like, yo, hold on. I got up every day. Like, how, how does no that even that happen, happen, man? Like, I feel like people people hear that, and, and they, they'll see it in, like, movies and TV shows. But, like, you're a real person that this happened to. Like, nobody right. was hurt. There was no. no drug seized on you. Like Zero. There was, you know what I mean? There was just people's testimony saying that you did it. Because at the end of the day, like, with the crack laws, at that particular time, if you had – one key of crack, let's say, that they never found, right? Mm-hmm. They will make that 100 keys of crack right there. So right there, and it only takes a, a key and a half of crack that somebody said they had, that you had, mm-hmm. right, to get a life sentence. So for me, there was no drugs. There was no evidence. There was no pictures. There was no things of that nature. So, you know, they kind of like, they have to like kind of like 
throw all of these counts at you, hoping one would stick, right? And to make you kind of look more like a bad actor than you were, right? So if they give me 20 counts of conspiracy, all these various different drug amounts and these different drug situations, if one stick, I got life. It just so happens that 16 out of the 20-something stuck, and I got life for every single thing, which really that's overcharging, right? All they were supposed to do is basically said, you, you did what you did, you get one conspiracy count, and then you get convicted of that conspiracy, right? Which is unfair that the jury doesn't, um, doesn't rule on the amount of drugs that it went through the, ju- that it went through the judge and the prosecutor. Right. And then you get one conspiracy. So whenever these amendments was coming out and there was like new laws coming out where people was going from life to 20, yeah, I would have been home but by having 16 life sentences, that just makes it much harder, you know, for you to overcome. So when they give you that type of sentence, they really just want to wash you up. They just want to make sure you never see the light. They bury you down. They, they want to make sure you that's, never see the light of day. They want to, yeah, they, they want, they want to give you some obstacles that's really like what other than God intervening, you would never ever come out of. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's where the, the term buried alive came from because yeah, buried alive. it feels like, this system and this government when you know i'm 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 just doing the math in my head mm-hmm. the war on drugs time is is when mm-hmm. all this was i'm assuming was going down yeah yeah absolutely as soon absolutely. as they, they see anybody with anything they're like we're throwing him away even if we yeah. can't kill him physically we're gonna yeah. kill him mentally and throw him into you know this box and yeah. hope that he cracks but let's fast forward yeah to 2016 you mm-hmm. know what i mean whereas you know, you, you got the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama, you yes. know, advocating and, and, and granting you a pardonship. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was that like? You, you mentioned it earlier before saying mm-hmm. like not only most people go into, into prison looking at mm-hmm. the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. You have any of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 Your light at the end of the tunnel tunnel didn't just come, but it came in the form of like our first black president, like part pretty much pardoning you. Yes, yes. That, it was, like, basically, the official, officially, what I got was I was got I got clemency. Is when you know they look at your case and see like you know it was a um, miscarriage of justice, and then according to your track record and what you've been doing since you was in prison to this to to the time that they grant you clemency, they make a decision that all right, this guy has has um shown and proven to better himself and that he can come back into society and um have an impact. Now I read the the story that Eric Holder uh, wrote mm-hmm. about you in the New York Times, right. and yeah, which that was big. That was a shout out to Eric Holder, man. I love I love him for that for being yeah. um, courageous enough to, to to write an article and op ed, which he doesn't even do as the Attorney General, you know, highlighting my case. That was a that was a game changer. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to ask you, like, was that a turning point for your yeah. situation, or was that like mm-hmm. one of the pivotal moments for your? Situation? Yeah, it was one. Of, it was one of. The turning point of my situation was when I um when I got um started getting represented by a young black attorney named Brittany K. Barnett. That's when everything turned. You know what I'm saying? That's when every that's when everything turned. You know, for years and years we've probably paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in lawyers fighting, you know, and getting no results. You know, and even at the time when President Obama was then, some of the best lawyers said they um there was nothing that they can do for me that I probably would end up dying in prison due to my circumstances, right? And it was this young black attorney who who begged to differ, right? Came into my case um, after having already had a little success um, getting clemency for Sharonda Jones. Mm-hmm. She was kind enough to take my case because she seen it was wrong. 
um, we had about 10 months to um, between the time she took my case and, and, and the president was going out of office and she had the courage, you know, to sacrifice her career by, by leaving her job, right, to um, go on a mission to not only get me out of prison, but get scores of other um, um, individuals out as well. And um, she told me that, listen, I'm, I promise you, after she resigned from my job, that, um, that I'm going to get you out. And um, in 2016, December 19th, um, she made good on that promise. And I got clemency from President Obama. So that's a shout out to Brittany, who was also, along with Sharonda, who was her first client. Um, we're co-founded the Buried Alive Project. You know, before I got out, we kind of like talked about what can we do, right, to um, impact, you know, impact this space, you know, once I come out, you know. And, and I always felt like I was buried alive, right? I always felt like I was being suffocated by this sentence. And that's kind of like one of the worst deaths, like maybe fire or somebody yeah. putting you in a hole and then yeah. throwing dirt on you and then leaving and you know they left, right? So yeah. you're just like... <laughs> And you know, you know, you're, you're suffocating for yeah. all of this, for all of these years. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I, I remember praying, and I was like, "Please, please, God, just open these doors." You know that I will just, I will do everything you need me to do. I'll be so great. You will smile on me for all the good work that I'm doing right. when I get out. Like, you know, my heart, right? And um, and those doors open, right? Those doors open, and I thought it was just quite natural and like credible for me to like embark on a project that will reach back in and get some of our men and women we left behind, you know, when we got that gift, right? To, 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 to be able to give that gift to others. And that's what Buried Alive has been able to do, right? So today we're at like, you know, 53 lives saved. We have 53 lives saved and, um, and counting, right? And it, and it does to the hard work of the lawyers. I mean, I got to give, you know, all the praise, of course, to the higher power, but also to Brittany and my angel, you know, that's another lawyer that works with us, right? They're just incredible black women, man, that just, they aren't afraid, you know, and they believe in freedom, right? So, you know, so it's just an honor to be able to be, you know, have co-founded this project and be able to do some of the work that we're doing, you know, to get our people back out here in the world, especially at a time, you know, where, you know, these topics are like at the forefront, you know, of, you know, of our consciousness. Like we know now before when I was fighting, you know, people really was feeling like, ah, man, you had to do something more than, um, try to get you some money. I feel like that's always, that's always people's thoughts. The the thought process always goes like, oh, you must've done. There must've been something else. It must've been something else. But like, nah, man, like you've had these, you had these incredibly strong black women by your side that weren't just, you know, probably didn't just see, some of someone that they loved in you, but saw like, listen, like they also had the, 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 the avenues to make it happen. You know what I'm no, saying? No, yeah, but like, you gotta remember also my, my, my attorney that ended up taking my case, she was a, a corporate attorney. She wasn't even a criminal attorney when mm. she took my case. She was doing, she was getting hundreds of thousands of dollars a year when she resigned from my job to take on, you know, these cases and, and, and to, to free our people. So it's that type of sacrifice that you rarely see people make when they sacrifice the pockets, you know what I'm saying, in order to do the work that needs to be done, right? And I think that one of the reasons why she was successful is because she wasn't a criminal attorney. Like when you're a criminal attorney, you go to school, they teach you certain things, there's certain traditions you go by, there's a certain way to fight, right? And then a lot of times your money 
you know what I'm saying, you know, has to do with how you interact with the judges, the prosecutors. You don't want to muddy those waters. You don't want to mess up those relationships. Right. Right. For her, she was getting money. She's not caring. All she cares about is freeing a young brother, you know, say who could come out here and be an asset to society from the clutches of of this um the system. Yeah, the, the system. You know, I you know, it's like you know, <laughs> like it's so many, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, so yeah. many words. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. It's any adjectives you can add to it. It's like, mmm, you know, it's like, mmm, do I hit them with this? You want to lean in? You want to lean in? Nah, I don't know what I'm going to Are they ready for the high explosives? You know right. what I'm saying? You feel me? So when it comes to the Bird Alive Project, you saved 53 lives, man. Yes, and 53 lives, yes. So many people, uh, you know, the one thing that always sticks out with the prison mm-hmm. system, especially in this country, mm-hmm. is the disproportionate you know, ways that white people have their justice system mm-hmm. and black people and brown people have their justice system, all right? Yeah, absolutely. As somebody on the front lines who sees this every day, who has dedicated mm-hmm. their life to it, you absolutely. Know what, like, what do you see as far as, like, the way race plays into certain people getting sentences mm-hmm. and going to jail mm-hmm. and how they come out and how our people go to jail. Right, right. Well, well, I could just, you know, to use my, my, my situation as an example, right? I'm on my case. There was a number of white people on my case, you know, who, who was engaged in an illegal activity, right? And you had a number of, of black people as well, right? All of the black people that was on my case, like that was hustling a little bit, that was engaging in illegal activity, they all got life sentences and when they agreed to cooperate, that's the only time they cut their sentences. All of the white people who got caught up into the into the conspiracy, all of them got immunity right off the top. None of them got life sentences and they have to work their way back. You know what I'm saying? So just in that alone, like, you know what I'm saying? And when you go to trial... So just, just so people are clear on immunity, that's basically yeah. when they're saying, like, we'll get the information out of you and we're not using it against you. Like, you won't Yeah, yeah, we're jail. not using it against you. You're not okay. going to jail... You're, you're not even getting charged. You're getting immunity, you know what I'm saying, from this situation, and you can go on and live your life, right? right. But the, the black people, they're, they're, they're going to prison, you're giving them life in prison, and then you're scaring them to death, you know, with life imprisonment that you're kind of like forcing them to choose their life over, over yours, right? And it's not many people that can stand up under that kind of pressure, right? That, mm-hmm. that where they know at the moment that they decide to take that sentence, right, that their life could possibly be over, right? So when I was going to trial, it was like, what are you doing? Like, are you crazy? Right. Like, you know you know what I'm saying? It's like, don't you know people don't do that? Yeah. You know, and so, so it's like, no, but at the end of the day, I'm taking responsibility for, like, what I did. Like, if I did something, I did it, and I would have been more than willing to probably to take, maybe to take a reasonable sentence, but y'all wasn't offering a reasonable sentence. So now we have to go all the way, right? So, so, so I think, I think when it comes to that, we're not offered the kind of deals, you know what I'm saying? It's just to even say I did it, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be ordered to take responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You're going to tell me I'm either going to get life or I'm going to lie to you about things that probably didn't even happen to save my own life. And I just don't think that's right. Me as a man, you know what I'm saying? I don't just think that's right. right? I think that makes the problem worse. Than and it, and, makes and it seems like, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail right in the head. Like, I feel like the way that the justice system goes about trying to prosecute 
certain people that may, you know, participate in crimes, right. it's almost never about the crime. It's always about like, okay, how many more people can we implicate? How many more people oh, can yeah. we throw behind there? Like, and how it doesn't many more even people matter, can we bring right. down? It doesn't even matter if you didn't do anything. And this yeah. is a fact. Like, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is to do, to maintain the power, right? To maintain the power and really rip away the fabric of our families, right? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if I would have had a reasonable sentence, I could have came out and caught my kids when they was like 10 and 11 years old, right? You know, where I could talk to them about my experiences, where I could teach them, where I could say, yo, you know, pops made some bad decisions, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and, and I can help guide them through their adolescence and their formative years where, where I've started making some of like the, the questionable choices in life, right? So at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, it just kills the spirit of your kids. You know, my kids knowing or not knowing if they'll ever see their father again. So now they have to move on with their life. Instead of supporting me, instead of everybody gathering around me, it's kind of like hard to process. You know, they don't even know. They're like, did daddy really do something? Like they're in school. They're like, the America wouldn't do that. Like, it's not fair. That, they're innocent. Why. They're like they're they're innocent. They're oblivious to what yes. the system is designed to do to people of color. So they're looking like, well, my dad is a is a is a great man, and he takes care of me, and he loves me, and he loves my family. And they're looking like, what the like, what the hell? Like, what is? Yeah, you had to. There's no way that you have life in prison and you didn't do something a little mm -hmm. more than what you're yeah. telling me. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't register. It doesn't add up. And I feel like now more than ever, which is why I'm I'm so glad you're on the show, and I'm so glad you mm -hmm. could tell the story about buried alive and everything. Mm -hmm. Now more than ever, we finally got America's ear. Like, yo, this mm -hmm. is what's been happening forever, and it's not even like. Granted, you've already served 18 years. You've already right. been told, like, you know, even if you're if you're. Not just you, but people who even mm -hmm. go to jail and were eventually found out they didn't do it. It doesn't matter. This thing is stuck with you. This thing follows you for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? 100%. So when it comes to this, I'm thinking, all right, well, now that we have every America's ear, what mm -hmm. more can we do? Like, what more can we say to let people know just how prevalent this is in, 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 the, in the community? I feel like right now, once once... You know, granted, once George Floyd happened and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and all these these uh, all these cases start coming to the national light, I feel like the message has sort of gotten muddled within the weeks. It's like, yo, we just you you mentioned it. It's like, yo, I will take responsibility for what I've done if this right. justice system was fair. You know, right. and it didn't mm -hmm. seem. And for the longest time, for people that look like us, it's never felt like it's been fair. And that's all that we initially. I mean, that's what I thought we were protesting that we wanted when people commit crimes to pay for those crimes. Like, exactly. That's all exactly. we wanted. Like I don't, I don't mm -hmm. care about. I mean, granted. I love the symbolism. I don't care about Black Lives Matter being paid, painted on streets. I don't right, care right. about all these extra things and, and hiring black people in, in certain communities. Like, I don't care about none of that. All I care about is like, yo, when people in positions of power commit crimes, they should be held up to the same standards as mm -hmm. everybody else. And if you're not going right. to do that, you got to dismantle the whole thing and start mm -hmm. from scratch. And be like, listen, there's no way that this is going to continue happening because every time it happens, everybody's either going to protest or we're going to riot and things are going to get broken. And, they, and it's now we're at the point where, okay, we have people like yourself who mm -hmm. have lived the system, 
Mm-hmm. And even once you get out of it, granted, you're in a, you're in a, uh, an extraordinary situation. Absolutely. Not absolutely. as many people are as fortunate as you to come out of prison mm-hmm. and have the opportunities that you've had to absolutely. have a lot program, to be the senior advisor to Diddy and be mm-hmm. in his ear and, and create so many things culturally mm-hmm. to help further our people. Right. You're in like the one percent of that people, like no, 100 percent of other folks, they get brought mm-hmm. out of jail. They just th- they're thrown back on the street, and even when you yeah, try absolutely. to do good, you're, you're either you're you're a convicted felon, so you can't get loans, you can't yeah. get your, your credit score, you don't have any credit, you can't hold a business, housing, like you no can't loans. do nothing. Like you're still you're still buried alive, even when you're out of jail. Yeah. So even when like you had this these loans that was given out, right? You have you have a lot of individuals. The small business was, loans. The small business loans, right? Which we kind of like, you know, with with um my fair share try to tackle a little something. But what we couldn't tackle is the fact that certain individuals that were still on probation who had businesses that was out here with twenty employees and actually contributing tax money, they couldn't get a loan to sustain their businesses. You know what I'm saying? So, so you're out here, you're paying taxes. You know, we're most likely the ones who will have to be the entrepreneurs, right? Because of the difficulties getting jobs, because of the difficulties like getting housing because you had a drug conviction and all these various things, right? Um, and I'm so proud to say, man, I'm off the paper, man. I got off the paper um, about a week and some change ago. And, right. Congratulations um, five, on that, man. Yeah, Congratulations. Appreciate that. Like I had five years supervised release even after I got the clemency. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to get off after 18 months. We petitioned the courts. But just think about this. When I went to petition to, to judge, the lawyers I had that was going to file the paperwork, they was like, oh, man, look, this judge doesn't um, this judge doesn't do that, man. He doesn't um, cut people loose early. I don't even suggest you even make an attempt, you know, to shoot at him. And I'm like, what? You know, for my whole bid, they're always telling you, you're not, you know, why Why are you fighting so hard? Like, it's going to be hard. This is the feds. Man, we shot the, the my, my lawyer, who was Brittany. She went in. She did it pro bono herself, found a, um, found a lawyer in Virginia to um to go through. And in two weeks, they came back and said, Corey Jacobs, have a great life. You're off. But if I would have listened to them, if I would have listened to the naysayers, then I would have been discouraged. I would have been felt hopeless. And that's what's happening. You just but gave I, up. I would have gave up. Right. Yeah. So that's what I would have to say. If I would say something to people, right, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of lawyers, a lot of, of people that people will respect as great thinkers would have said that, you know, I would never see the light of day, you know, and I never I felt like that wasn't like my that was going to be my reality. And I just never gave up. Right. So, you know, you know, if the power of belief is strong. You know, the power of faith. You might not be able to see it, but if you can dream it in your mind, you know what I mean? You can accomplish it. And that's the kind of how I see things. And, and I know with just that believing wholeheartedly in anything, whether you're trying to start a business or you're trying to do something in life, you know, if you believe it wholeheartedly and put those intentions in the air, you can accomplish it. Now, Corey, I want to go go ask real quick, you know, you said 53 cases that you, you helped resolve yeah. buried alive. Yes. I want to ask you, you know, you being in this, you know, tumultuous situation, you know, mm-hmm. life altering situation. What does that do for you? and your organization that you can help alter those yeah. lives, knowing what you've been through, knowing the light right. that you didn't see at the end of the tunnel. What does that do for you personally to help yeah. these, these young you know, black men and women get through that kind of struggle that they're not promised a light at the end of the tunnel? They're not oh, yeah, promised yeah. an opportunity. What does that do yeah, for you? 100%. I mean, it's an incredible feeling. You know, it, it adds purpose to my life. You know, it's just an incredible feeling to know 
you know, that every time, you know, somebody is free with freedom out of the clutches of the system, you know, you know what I mean? It's no different than, you know, when a uh, slave was freed way back in the day and they finally got them from all the way in Louisiana and got them mm-hmm. wherever and they're free. That's that same feeling for me, right? It's yeah. that same feeling, like knowing that I can be out here. And there's a lot of ways to um that that you can fight for freedom other than just motions. One of my main things that I, that I feel is a fight against what's going on is changing the narrative. Like you said, I'm like the 1%, if less than 1% of right. the people that will come out in a position, but there's a reason why I'm in this position, right? So I come out, I'm in this position, a hell of a position over here where I've been able to learn a tremendous amount about what's going on, about what's, you know, you know, you know, learning about business and everything that's happening back in the culture. And, and, I, and, I, and I went through that whole learning curve. And now I'm adding that with all my experiences. So my main thing, which I feel is a fight, is to, to change the narrative of what it looks like, you know, for an individual to come from a circumstance like that, right? So I think I'm uniquely positioned because now not only can I help free people, right, you know, because I've been in the trenches, right, and, and being close proximity to the problem it's really the only way that you come up with real solutions, right? You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like it was like destined, right, for me to have to go in there as hard as it was to see what I've seen for, for this very moment right now, for this very moment right now. So not only are we're, we're, we're pulling people out, but my next move, like in, in, in the movement, is to start empowering the individuals that after we free them so that they're only out here surviving they're thriving, you know what I'm saying? So that's like my next mission, and I have a whole push, you know, which we can circle back on that, and I'm sure that y'all will find incredible. Yeah, Corey, let's, let's let's expand on that because I, I mean I know I know a lot of of, of mm-hmm. people on on parole. I know a lot of felons that are one okay. They they, they vary through the spectrum. I'm sure you know plenty of them too. Some people were just into some stuff and they, mm-hmm. they, they did their time and they did their time. Other people were just in unfortunate situations and now they're but at the end of the day, they're all trying to get back reacclimated into society, into the real mm-hmm. world. And you know, you said your next endeavor is to make <laughs> sure that those people are taken care of as well. And yes, yes, knowing yes. that, like, you can't, you know, you if this is America and if this is what this country was found upon, whether it's like, you know, truth and justice and whether you do the crime, you do the time, once the time is done, it should be done. And, you know, we've seen a lot in hip hop right now. We've seen Meek Mill be a huge advocate for that. We've seen, yeah. you know, uh, Puff has always been a huge advocate for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what is what what can we tangibly do to help? You know, people get reacclimated into the system. If, whether they well, do well, even, even before that, can, even before that, I want to ask him how does he feel about me taking that stance? Being a young black man, he's been through the system, been torn mm-hmm. apart from the system, and he's pretty much, you know, not you know, resembling to your case, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he beat it. So, how do you feel about him you know, taking it? Yeah, and me and Meek is, is is real tight. Me and Meek is cool. We 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 connected like instantaneously like we you know as soon as we met each other and i came out we have similar experiences man and you know and um and and um i think it's a different type of circumstance i think meek speaks to a different a different segment um even a broader segment because you know of of the bigger problem you know that's going on as far as like how people are 
or how the, how, how the system has that hold on you and that control for all that time, which is almost impossible to, um, to not, well, you can't even move. You can't even stifle in your potential, right? Look at every album that he had done. You know, when just when he's about to hit the pinnacle, they snatch him back in for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And that's because they know what he's capable of doing. And look, and ultimately, with the support of the community and with everybody coming to wrap their arms around him, he was able to get out of that situation and ultimately beat it and now be an incredible voice for the mm-hmm. community from, from the level that he's moving on. Because you got to think, he hasn't did a lot of time, but he's been dealing with the system for a long time. Since he, he was like, what, 18, 17 years old. Right, 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 right. So being in and out of the system, that's a lot different than being in for 18 years with life yeah, never coming out. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? But yeah. both things are relevant. You know what I'm saying? I can speak to what I authentically understand and know right, which covers a, a certain segment, right, and then mm-hmm. he can speak to it, right, so we always talk about, like, what can we do together and things of that nature, you know, and, um, and I think that, um, I just love, you know, what he's doing, you know, and, you know, with his push, you know what I mean, and I just know that together, there's a lot of great things that we can do, you know, to impact the community as well. So what can we do? I just think do? that we have to unify, we have to unify. Right, right. So, uh, so, so I guess that leads me to the to what we were speaking about before about mm-hmm. how this is your next endeavor to tackle, right? Like, not yeah, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. you know, you you said it. Like, not everybody has had sixteen life sentences. Some mm-hmm. people did two years. Some people did five right. years. Some people did what? Well, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They are all under the same umbrella, and they all need you know some sort of rehabilitation or some sort of help that right. country and our government isn't really given. Right, especially people of color. So, what is what is the plan? Yeah. So that's a whole. Listen, that's a whole another rabbit hole. You gotta come back. No, listen. Nah, I can't let you look. I can't let you do that right now because I can't let you do that. I can't do that right now until I launch it. Right. Okay. We're doing very little because I think it's important. I think it's important. Like in anything, if you even take Puff and how he pushed, like you go one thing at a time, like you kill the music game, right? You go and kill that music game, master that, and then you kill the fashion game. You mm-hmm. go in there and kill the fashion game and you focus on that and you and you and then that's how you accomplish a lot and that's how you do it in a way like nobody ever done it. Then you go into like the spirits business and you kill that spirits yeah. business for ten years, right? You know, so I'm not going to wait that long because my bandwidth, I mean, I've been going 18. Like, listen, I could do a lot at one time. I really believe so. But I really want to, um, I'm really, now that we have established Buried Alive and that's going, I want to I wanna dig into that a little more while I'm, while everything is getting lined up for this other push that I know is coming, right? And I already done, did it already. I used to teach classes in prison. Um, um, I put together various programs and, um, and I know how to present something that will resonate with the youth, right? It has to be attractive. It has to be done in a way, you know, that would catch these kids' attention. And you got to, like, do – you got to, like, kind of, like, teach without preach. You got to – you got to – Oh, should we lost him? Oh, you got oh, nah. to speak the – you got to speak the language of – You got to speak the language. And I think that's what Puff does, you know, explicitly well. 
He right. knows how to speak the language, whatever, if it's spirits, if it's mm -hmm. fashion, if it's yeah. music, even if mm -hmm. when he did vote or die, he was speaking yeah. out the language. And I yeah, think what he does well. And I think from what I'm getting from you is I think you're you're latching on to that or you understand that 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 message of speaking to us, which a lot of people don't know how no. to do. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, like, you know, well, me and, and Puff been knowing each other since we was 13, and we went to high school together. So, you know, like, we kind of have, like, similar drive and energy and, right. and, and like, a genius marketing mind. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think by me having the marketing mind I have and, and having, you know, been, you know, involved in a lot of things going on early in the culture, you know, from the Bronx, you know, after I left hustling, you know, which I had got out the game for a couple of years before I got the indictment. You know, I really dug into the music business and I really dug into, like, how to really, like, monetize the culture and getting involved in merchandising and music and artists and every kind of way you can, like, monetize, you know, what the, what the culture has to offer, right? It was like a whole new push going in the 90s. For me, I feel like we have Buried Alive where, for one, we're going through litigation, Right. That's one aspect. We're following motions and then we're working on humanization. But my other fight towards getting people out is just being that example. Right. Being that example. What that does is that gives um, another look that we don't have. Like so for me, for me to get out, I had to tell another narrative that the government was saying I'm this bad guy. So I had to come with my propaganda to show you that, no, Corey's not this bad guy. Corey is this guy. So it's like telling a better story. So the more positive stories, the more Meek Mills, the more Corey Jacobs that comes out, that's the less ammunition that they'll be able to use that keeps us in, right? Because what kept me in is, you know, you're saying that I have no redeemable qualities. You're saying that I cannot go to society and have an impact. I cannot be out in society because I'm a threat. So my job now is to come out and show you, like, all of that is wrong, right? So to show you that how I do business, how I'm affecting the kids, how right. I'm doing the Buried Alive Project, how I'm supporting individuals when they come out of prison, and how I'm helping to change the mind state, now we have those examples. See, see, you try to give me life in prison, but look how this one person came out and all of the great things he did. How many more of our people, men and women, are in prison that to come out and do similar things? And those are the people, right, as they come out, I want to empower because that's a more of a step towards getting more people free. The more people that I can support, the more people that I can empower, right, through my position and what I got going on, the more people will ultimately be able to free. And the root of everything that you just said, and the root of, you know, you being this, you know, incredible human being with a mind that, that, that's immaculate, Appreciate with a drive it. that's insane. The only, the root of it is you made a bad decision. Absolutely. That's literally the root of all of this. You made a bad decision, which we all make, no matter what color we are, no matter what race we're in, no matter right. what class we're in. We all make bad decisions. Absolutely. It just seems like the people of color that make those bad decisions suffer the most. 100%. You're 100% right. And on top and, of and that, it feels, like those, it feels like a lot of those bad decisions are based on societal situations. If you didn't need to, to hustle, you probably wouldn't. We've, you've already right. proved since being out and even before you went in that yeah, you exactly. have a brilliant marketing mind, that you exactly. had opportunities to use 
the mind that you use for hustling for to create all these cultural staples and be, you know, at the pulse of so many things going on that we all consume and that we're all fans of and that we all love. We've seen this quote millions of times this year, probably more than ever. I wish people loved black people as much as they love black culture. And you're mm-hmm. somebody who contributes to black culture and is a black person. And on top of that, you're using your outlet and the opportunities you've been given to help other people that may not be as fortunate as you. So I'd like to take, I'd like to give you this time to let people know what exactly it is that you're interested in. Like what else are you, what, what, you know, as far as like your marketing mind, your music Uh mind, your cultural mind, like your your puff senior advisor, like you're Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with everything. You know what I'm saying? Personally, Corey, I want to know, I'm interested in just knowing like what's, What's next for you? Like, what are you looking at? What is something that is that has got your attention as far as like putting your efforts behind that doesn't have to do with the Bird Alive program? Maybe in the entertainment right. music world. Right, right, right. Well, I have a few things going on. Um, one of the things that I'm that's imminent that I'm doing right now because because these issues are at hand. I started representing this artist called Yellow Pain. Right, his, his name is Yellow Pain. He got a song called My Vote Don't Count. Right. Um, which is millions of views over Facebook, you know, um, YouTube, TikTok, and all these various things, right? This is the type of artist that, that the world needs. Right? I started representing a, this particular individual. I started representing Yellow Pain around March, right? And this was before the pandemic, before everything started happening with the protesting. And in my mind, I seen his content, and I seen the issues that he spoke on. And I said, like, this is the type of content that the world needs, right? And maybe a few people might be like, ah, oh, no, I don't know, man. It's like everybody's talking about this and they're talking about that. I don't know if that'll win. I'm like, yo, well, I always like a futuristic thinker. Like, I, I was never the type of person that, like, tried to jump into what was cool. And I think what I garnered from, like, being incarcerated and coming out here is that I have a, just a clear mind, you know, and I kind of have, like, a child's mind, right? I'm very, I'm very open, you know what I'm saying? I'm very open to possibilities. And, and after a lot of people has been out here and moving and shaking and doing their thing, sometimes you can, like, lose your way, right? You can, like, get stuck, you know, you know in the rat race of doing what everybody's doing and what, and what these corporations are pushing you to do just to get the dollar. For me, I just seen an individual who had content that the world needs, whose music can live on, past this little cycle of whatever's going on, right? So um, the song was amazing. My Vote Don't Count. We just did a remix with Seven Streeter. Um, we got everybody in the car. We're just on the phone with nine radio stations this morning. They already started playing it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we're speaking to um, Michelle Obama's team reached out, and we was, you know, going to do something with them, maybe create a portal in, inside of their movement. Um, MTV reached out. You got... Um, you know, spoke to BET, you know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah, and yeah. and um and he shot um a video for La Palooza on Saturday, which 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 was just amazing, amazing, an amazing video, which is gonna, you know, be pushing. He went from my vote don't count to my vote will count. And right. I kinda like think, you know, you know, he, he was explaining how when he came up, he didn't feel like his vote mattered, right? He didn't feel like his mates from Dayton, Ohio, his um you know, it felt like, you know, if any, you know, anybody in his community voted that, that, that he never really seen any change. And I think that's why the song exploded because it really tapped into what people are thinking. So now we're going from like my vote don't count after you now educated the kids and educated even adults about the process, things that they didn't know. 
And now mm-hmm. we're going to my vote will count. We're going to choose. So where my vote will count is incredible logo with the fist up in the air. It's not a soft song. And it's really try, It's really for us to get our, our, um, it's really for us to get our, um, to focus our vote, to use our power. Yeah. And, 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 and start going at other elections besides, besides the presidency. Right. Right. You know, so That's you know, what I feel like, I feel like, yeah. you know, when, when we hear, I used to think the same way when I was younger, uh, the only person mm-hmm. I ever voted for was Barack Obama. Only person I ever voted for. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, I was so discouraged because like, you know, like the song said, like, I felt like my vote didn't count. I feel like I'm just one guy. It doesn't really matter. But once I educated myself and which I'm hoping yellow pain does a lot for the community and the people that listen to his song, I feel like, okay, the president, that's great. You can vote for that. But the votes that really do matter is the city council, the, the senators, yes. right. like the people in yeah. your, in your neighborhood, the people that the your attorney generals, the people mm-hmm. that literally decide, you know, everything that happens in your community, because if these people aren't getting funded, and they aren't, you know, the, the money's going to go to the people that are being supported. And if right. that money is being funded towards the right way, for the right people, mm-hmm. for the right causes, you're not going to be hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, mm-hmm. if, if you're not getting, if you're voting for your city councilman and he is big on uh, legalizing marijuana so we can get some tax mm-hmm. dollars and so we can get mm-hmm. some, some black people out of jail who are, who are, who've been sitting in jail for years because they, they had like an eighth on them or something, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if all he has this groundswell of support, mm-hmm. that's when the donations come in. That's when the right. money comes in. And then if you're not getting donated politically, if money isn't going towards those, senator, towards those candidates, you're not really being heard. So that's why I'm saying, like, you know, your vote may, you may feel like your vote doesn't count when it comes to the presidency because at the end of the day, there's electoral colleges and all these yes. other things that happen that that end up really making more of a deal than it should but you have these people that are literally in your own backyard that you can make a difference towards and that your president listens to those people you know what i'm saying right. like if your president ends up coming to new york and it's a democratic city you see how trump's talking to, talking about cuomo and talking about uh mm-hmm. the mayor of chicago and all these people because right. they didn't support trump <laughs> they wasn't really messing with him, so it's like and, and, and to add, and to add his base. And if you're not his base, he's not gonna he's not gonna approach you. So you have to make sure that that base changes, and then you put somebody in power that answers to that base. So yes. and, and to and to add to that, to you know, to Corey and the cast, it's also about filling out the census, so they right. know where you are, they know who you represent, and they know your area. If you don't fill out a census, they don't give a fuck about you. It's like you're no, not absolutely. Excited. And so no, that's, that's also a big thing, the, the and census on, on, and, and the local voting. You know, absolutely. And at the end of the, 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 the um, performance he did for La Palooza, he talks about that. He tells the individuals to fill out their census and, and to go vote, right, and to exercise your right to vote. And just be more aware and educated on all of these different areas and all these different elections that matter to your community. And I just think we need to do better at that. I think we need to message that more. We need to um, learn about all these different districts and educate our kids more starting earlier, right? right. And, and so that when they do become voting age, they're able to make these right decisions that they're aware. So that's, that's really one of the things that I'm super excited about to be able to come out, right, and, and actually support 
um, a message like this, which can also lead to better policies, which can else also lead to freeing more people, right? So for me, like everything that I do, right, has to kind of like fit within my why. You know what I'm saying? So like, like my purpose in life. So if I'm, if, if, if I'm doing Buried Alive or if an opportunity comes for an artist, yeah, I'm going to like mess with an artist like Yellow Pain because it fits into the why. It fits into the, the, the bigger part of the mission. It's the, the jigsaw puzzle piece that goes in the puzzle, right? So that's kind of like, mm-hmm. like my why and my purpose. Like if, it, if I'm going north, my compass says I'm going north and this is what I'm about. When things start coming to me that doesn't fit the why, like, I just don't engage in it, right? Right. And, 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 you, and you know, we're in the times where, you know, it's the pandemics, a lot of things, and, and people got to do what they got to do to get money. But yeah. but one of my things I'm going to really try to stay steadfast with is, right, you know, doing things that's authentic to me that I can get up every day and I'm passionate about right. and, 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 and things that will help the greater community, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's just what my mission is, you know, and then also doing them things, you're going to get money. You know what I'm saying? So like reason why I really didn't go crazy, I haven't gone to that second to that second phase with helping the individuals on the transition, which I have done some things on one-offs, yeah. right? But why I haven't put that big vision out there is because um we gotta get to the bag. You know what I'm saying? We gotta get to the bag. And I'm not in the begging. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not in the begging. <laughs> if I got to go get the bag to fund and do what I gotta do to get it where it need to be and then yeah. get the various sponsorships, because when you rely on other money. Now you allow them to control, you know, what it is being said, right? Yeah. So how I feel like even with Buried Alive or different things like that, um, we can't let them control the narrative. If we take too much money or we take money from the wrong people, then we lose control of the narrative. You know what I'm saying? I think where I come in at and one of the keys is perspective and how to present things in the way it needs to be perspective. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so. That's the things that we got to be careful about. And that's why I haven't dropped the other thing. So it's important to be successful. I could have easily told my story. I could have told my story about what happened in the 90s, everything that's going on and this, that, and the other. But that's not the narrative I wanna, that I want to tell. Like I want to have gone through what I've gone through. I want to have overcame it, right? I want to have got back into society, got back on my feet, thriving and successful. And then we connect the dots backwards on how this individual got to where he's at. Corey, I'd love to get your thoughts, and, and we'll wrap you up soon. I know we, we said mm-hmm. an hour, but with this, this feels nah, good. No, nah, no, it's like cool. No, nah, no, nah, it's cool because it's all good, bro. We rolling. Um, you mentioned it a little bit, but, like, I want to know the importance of capital to freedom, mm-hmm. man. Like, you just mentioned, like, you know, you got – at the end of the day, you got to get to the bag. And yeah, every bag is a good bag, too, because the narrative yeah. is so important. Like, exactly. we've, seen, we've seen so many things happen with so many people, whereas mm-hmm. we've, we've seen that – you can have free speech up until a point, up until it messes with somebody's bag and somebody could take it away and it's not necessarily in your hands anymore, right? So absolutely, how important is it? I mean, granted, fin- we hear Jay-Z talk, financial freedom is my only hope. Mm. And, and, yeah. and that's, that's a very true thing. But financial freedom the right way, yeah. as far as like not taking money from people mm-hmm. that may not have your best interest at heart because at the end of the day, the narrative could dictate where that money goes and to what cause. Talk right, to me. Right. You stop being uh, free because I'm all about being free. And right. that's true freedom. If you if you feel compelled that you for one can't say any, say something, 
or you can't like actually like follow through with an idea or a vision that you got because somebody gave you some money, then you're not free, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's important, you know, and they say it all the time for us to 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 own our own platforms, right? To to be owning the platforms where we're presenting the information so that we can tell our people the truth. You know, you know what I'm saying? We can tell our people the truth. So it's important to have capital, right? So we can so we can buy our homes, so we can get control of the narrative. For me, the, the most important thing is to control the narrative. For me, after doing 18 years in prison, having 16 life sentences, the last thing I want from anybody, I don't care about what human being it is. It can be a female, it can be this. I do not want um, anybody's tentacles in me. I don't want anybody controlling anything about what I'm doing. I have no problem playing my position in the big scheme of things and, 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 and things like that. But when it comes to me having to go against what I know in my heart is the right thing to do, then that's not freedom. That's facts, Corey Jacobs. Thank you Bro, this so is- much for this yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. And I, and I know we're going to have – I know we're gonna have many nah. more in the future, brother. And nah, and- nah, nah. No, it's, it's it's crazy. It's so many things going on at this particular time, and you know, I know it's tough out there. You know what I mean? Because I get up every morning, like I just finished reading like a bunch of chapters of a book, or I look at a master class. You know, mm. I'm about to go work out. I didn't work out first. I got all sweaty. Then I would have tried to rush. I appreciate you pushing back the, 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 the lifting session or the run session. No, I pushed out the workout because that's part of the mental. You know what I'm saying? That's part yeah, of the yeah, routine, right, right. right? You develop good habits. But at the end of the day, although I put it off, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to go back to it now, right? So don't put it off and forget about it and do it tomorrow. Put it off and do it when you got another block of time to get it done. And that's what we need to do. So hopefully you're getting your work out in, man. Get in. I see my oh, man. Honestly, like, you know, know. you know, they always, they, like, Corey, they, like, my friends, you know, Kaz and Clue, they always joke about me because, like, I'm the skinny guy. I eat steaks a lot. <laughs> I'm a fat. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a what do you call me, Kaz? A medical marvel? You're a medical marvel, bro. This dude eats, this dude eats 40-ounce steaks, drinks nothing <laughs> but, but whiskey. <laughs> But we'll bang out 400 push-ups every day, and I'm like, yo, how do no. you do this, yo? Like, how do you even? And to, right? Corey, and to Corey's point, I made sure I got my 200 in before I, you know, before I did this because it levels, you know, it levels your mind. It gives you a better, it gives you a clear stance. Like, I feel better, you know. No, right. It puts oxygen, oxygen yeah, in your brain. Bro, like, it just it, it releases gives you stress. Over. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, the guilt that you get. From not, not doing, doing it. it. I feel, I, that's the thing. Like the the feeling of missing a workout feels worse than like the the five seconds you feel good when you when you skip it, right? Like you're gonna you're just gonna regret it later. Like you're gonna eat a sandwich and you're gonna feel sloppy, or like eat a salad and feel like, oh man, I, I should have done more to 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 amplify this diet I'm on or something. Like you're only harming yourself. And, right, right, right. And at the end of the day, you know, with, with everything, with everything in this conversation, I think a lot of it comes down to self-discipline. Yeah. I feel like a lot of this all comes down to, like, knowing yourself. I know a lot of people say that and throw it around, but truly knowing yourself. Like, you are, Corey, you are not, yeah. you are, you are, you are a, a remarkable, unique human being. Not a lot of right. people can no. go through mentally, physically, spiritually, the things you've been through and still be so positive on the other side right. of it. There's so many right, people right, 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 right. that I know that have gone through not even 
a, a fraction of the stuff you've gone through and are resentful, hateful, yeah. just angry. Like you are in the, in the conversations we've had even before this podcast, right, you're none right, of that. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you're, none of that. That. You're, you're grateful for life. And you know what I think too? Like, like part yeah. of the whole thing with, you know, with, um, the, the way the system is designed, it's designed to take your humanity, right? To dehumanize you, you know, right. through every single process. You're being conditioned to when you're going to sleep, when you're going to go here, when you're going to go there. And if you think, right, just if you just look at it, right, when, 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 when George Floyd, when that officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck, right, the boldness of it, right, he knew that he was looking at the world, and the world was watching. And he went on for eight minutes and changed, Didn't not care. even feeling like there Didn't was going to be any repercussions for his actions, right? So now can you imagine, right, behind the walls of a prison where there is no cameras, Bruh. there is no checks and balances, right? Bruh. When you have that good old boys network, when they get you in there and then you're a criminal? It's over. Multiply the George Floyd situation times 100. Mm. That look that you seen in that officer's eyes, just think a hundred times more sinister when you look at one of those CO's eyes who are looking at you like you're less than a human being. That's you see what I'm saying? Every fuck, it's going on right now as we have this conversation. Right? Yeah. No, exactly, exactly. So it's haunting, bro. It's haunting. Yeah, you're in that environment and you have to ward off all of that and just me knowing that they were trying to take my humanity made me fight even harder for them not to take it you know what I'm saying? because the last thing that i wanted to do was overcome a life sentence which i knew i was going to do and then get out here and be a shadow of my old self right that would have been now that would have been a real l you know what i'm saying that was that's an l you know what yeah. i'm saying that's yeah. taking a real it's bad enough losing 18 years but with just sheer life appreciation, like literally milking life for every minute of the day, yeah. I'm going to get that time that I lost back just by being present in the moment and enjoying it from here on out. And that time I would not have enjoyed, or that's an understanding I wouldn't have had I not gone through those circumstances. Man, the, Listen, the man, mental I, capacity no, I, you have for that is something that is just incredibly I, I can't even put it into words, man. Like anytime I read the story, yep. hear the story, hear you talk, like it's it's incredible. And I feel like more people need to know, like right. even if you're not even going through the same thing that you've been through, like no, some 100%. people like it puts so many things in perspective. So right. many things right. in perspective. Lo, you, I know I you're gonna say something, I don't wanna cut you off. No, I just you know, I just you know, this is you know, I'm new to this platform and you know, I'm new to, <laughs> to, to hosting this this thing with him. And I'm just glad that I could wake up on a Friday morning and have this informative you know, eye-opening conversation. I've never been through the system. Um, right, I'm, right, right. I'm not better than or less than anybody, but I've never had that experience that you've had. Right, right. And to learn it and to see what you've done with it, to remix it, to mm-hmm. add it to your life, to add it to other people's life, to the 53 lives that you did help improve. Right, right. You know, it's, you know, it's a blessing. I salute you, you know, from my Appreciate that, brother. So, you know, thank nah, you. No, nah, no, I appreciate that, my brother. 100%. You, it was my pleasure so, you know, kick it with y'all. And, of course, we can always circle back. There's a lot of topics, a lot of things that can be touched on. You know me. I just got to come out a little more. You know, I've been very, like, kind of a private person. So, you know, I just like to do You're like a myth, man. Like, I right, feel right, like right. you, like, you like, lurking in the shadows. Like, I feel like, you know, I was introduced to you a couple of weeks ago. And then, like, I'll go and see all these. Oh, oh damn, he's there? He's there. I'm like, 
the dude's like right. he's like a mythical figure you are right. but you know you can't I, do like everything like you have to, right, right, you, know, right. you have to work you yeah. know what i'm saying so like i'd be working out and i'm like yo what's up why you ain't post the workout i'm like i can't like post the workout and workout you know like, it might take me 30 minutes you know it's <laughs> an end on it's an end on a light note you know i'm a you know i'm a music guy and i'm a big yes music yes guy. you know this during this whole pandemic and this corona mm-hmm. thing you know mm-hmm. the first thing has started you know right Liz and timbo mm-hmm. um i just want to get your opinion before we get out of here mm-hmm. who do you who is your ideal battle you know, you've grown up with Puff, and you've seen the change in the guard with the music from the, mm. the golden era to to where it is now. Who do you want to see battle, or or do you even want to see a man battle? Do you want to see Puff? I want to listen. I want to see Puff in the battle. So I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you like, take listen, a chord. I, I don't know. I think maybe. I want to see where you want to go with this. You know, I think maybe. I think my man got a lot of joints. He got, he got a lot of joints. He got a lot of joints. But another, you know, pivotal figure in the industry was talking greasy. You know, JD was talking at him. And that was a conversation, you know, Don't for get a me to jump out there. <laughs> you know, like, no, Don't get me to jump. You know, Jay, you know. Trying to do that. You, know, That's not you better for. say Dr. Dre or somebody like. No, yeah, so I, I was like, I was thinking, I was thinking Dre. I know JD was talking. Yeah, this is a different. I think a puff, puff and Dre is is the, is the no, battle for me. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JD, JD. <laughs> nah, JD is cool. JD is cool. Legend, yes, legend. He has some cool hits. You know what I'm saying? Now, nah, but we just talk about cultural impact on the right. world mm. right, right. you know what i'm saying you're talking about you know how many entrepreneurs are out there because of my man jumped in the right. game right right think right. about it you know no, I, get it. I get it i get it, I get it. The, bil- entrepreneurs? the billion dollar battle the billion dollar battle dre yeah, versus that's a billion listen <laughs> come on you know what i'm saying so, like, just to put it in perspective, I understand that whole lane. Like, I get that. Like, Puff mm-hmm. is the person that has made the black entrepreneur a thing. Without yeah. Puff, that's not a thing. He's a superhero. Yeah. Oh, that's not a thing. Where I'm coming from is a musical standpoint. Like, yeah, but you can, you can't, you know why you can't really, it's hard to separate the two because it's like when you're listening to it, you're listening to it. If you hear Puff on the record with, with future or, or what's the record? Um, same damn time. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. I'll yeah. buy your house and my house yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. damn time. Mm-hmm. In your mind, you know he's telling the truth. Yes, right. you, know yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if he, if he say you talk about that five fifty, I talk. You're talking about that Benz. When I talk about I'm that five fifty, I'm talking about them M's. <laughs> you, 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 you can. You like home. Oh. It hit different when it's true. You like, it hits oh. different when it's true. It always hits different when Puff says it. It always hits different when Puff says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. respect everybody for what they bring to the table. Like everybody's like different. Like Jay's is the genius. The shit is coming from the out of the every out of the yeah. orbit into mm. his mind. And he's and and everybody why they are who they are is because everybody came into game in a different way. And I respect anybody who could come into the game, utilize the tools that they have to work with and right. take it to the top. Mm, right. you, know, you know, even if you ain't the most talented person, I might have more respect for you if you was able to not even have as much talent as XYZ or this person or that person. Yeah. And you went, you went diamond? 
Ooh, what what did you do? Like, what type of formula did you formulate? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow, yeah. you went diamond, yeah. bro. Those are those like, are the, that's the type of that's the type of battle I want to see because I think a record is like the OS Do It remix when he comes out the gate. That was comes out the gate like yo. But you gotta got think of this song. Oh, look at what the about rifles. the song when they sell out the plane and landed in Arabia? Like, right? come on, yeah, man. And then like, they was like, Buddy, hold me down. Pop Daddy. Pop been, Daddy. Around world, been around the world. Joint, they, yeah. No, no, listen to this. Listen. Pop Daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> in the middle of the desert. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is man. super, this, this is superhero shit to me growing up. No, like, and, no, but look, and that wasn't fluff. That's reality. <laughs> when, you know what I'm saying? Right. So when a cat, we went to Italy. Not too long ago, we go to Italy. I mean, we could go to a small town in Italy. We're going over here. Next thing you know, missing you's playing. The people got the thing. They, they nah. dancing. They, I'm like, yo, look. I'm like, listen. I'm like, you're big. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> All right, you know what, Corey? You're right. Puff is you're a different, like, okay. it's a different about, level. It's a different listen, level. You made your point, Corey. You're right. Jack- right. When they say, who's Michael Jackson big? He's Michael Jackson big. Yeah. I can't front on that one. I can't front Check on this that out. One. Check this out. We was going through a nondescript neighborhood, right, in a very affluent area, right, just taking a walk, two brothers taking a walk. There was an old lady. She had to be like 80 walking with her grandkids or great-grandkids, mm. and she was on a, on walking on a walker, <laughs> and she, walking, she was walking like this. And said his name like I'm like oh you're eighty year old rich white lady <laughs> I'm like yo listen you you follow what I'm saying I know, and then yeah. we leave there go up the street and then there's some Mexican workers they don't even know how to speak English it's it's troves of them coming down the street trying to take pictures for wifey and got them on Facetime so I'm like yo listen that's it ain't too many individuals I don't care who it is I don't care who it is. That right. that's recognizable. That 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 done it that big. Like it's just and and I respect everybody. I got love for everybody. Like I'm right. you know, I'm so much. I just love my people. I love what we was able to do, and I just want us to come together. Let's let's just still come together. Let's do more things together. Let's do more things together like these other communities do. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 do more things together. Let's let's create more businesses together. Why we gotta be on all these silos all the time? Like you know what I'm saying? No, I think we'd be much more powerful if we pulled our resources together. We build platforms that our that our that our um that our people and our young kids can come on and authentically have conversations that they're not gonna get you know canceled for. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever, whatever, right? This is why this is why I love the the whole versus thing is because it's what it's doing is it's rejuvenating and re-energizing the energy for these entrepreneurs, these creators, these producers, these songwriters, these people of color who have contributed so much to music. Mm, and it yeah. makes us recognize the yes. greatness of a puck, the greatness of a Teddy Riley, the greatness of a Jermaine Dupree. The yeah, greatness I feel like, of I feel like the nature. I it. Like, yeah. without, without that, I think without this whole pandemic and without the verses, yeah. we, don't, we don't go back into these catalogs. We don't recognize how beautiful black music is. So to your point, I do, yes, I, I want to see more of that. But black culture, we are competitive and we love to you know, bang our chest. But mm. without us, there is no cool. No, right. 100%. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel it's like the, cool. the nature of the business, the nature of music is we're always looking for what's next, who's hot, what's next, who's hot, what's next, who's hot. 
And I feel like this world and, and this year has forced us to kind of slow down. And mm-hmm. immediately, like you said, these versus battles, especially and the way the way Corey just broke it down, like yeah, yeah, of, course, of course. I I've never I've never had to sit there and think like, yo, like Puff really is Michael Jackson big, bro. Like if God forbid something happened to Puff tomorrow, God forbid something happened to Puff tomorrow, like the world's stopping. You know what I mean? Like, like the same way Easily. Mike, Easily. like, you know what I mean? When Mike went and the world stopped, the world stopped. You know what I'm saying? And so much. When you're talking about hip hop, when you're talking about showmanship, when you're talking about the yeah. artistry. And then, and then you and then you also gotta talk, you also gotta think about business wise. Business wise. Right? Business. Yeah. Because one business wise, right? You got to think of an individual coming into these industries, whether it's fashion, right? Or let's say the spirits industry, right? Going in and kicking these doors in and banging out with the powers that be to get our fair share, mm, right? right. You, know, you see what I'm saying? So the thing is that, yeah, we see this, we see that. We don't see that, but we don't see all the courageous conversations and all, and all of the battling and the warring going on, you know what I'm right. saying, to try to keep... You know, saying our voice is heard and, 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 and not allowing them to stifle our potential. Because best believe, if he could go get fucked in a deal, excuse me, you know what I'm saying? Best believe you could curse, we cool. <laughs> yeah, the people that's coming, the people that's coming behind ain't got no chance. Because if you have an individual who who has 10 years of success in something or another 10 years in this, and, and, and they still got to wrestle at all. Mm. The next people don't have a chance because he basically did everything he was supposed to do, and he did it the right way. He went and started working for free, mm. right? You know, we working for free. Who's trying to work for free? Who has the vision Almighty. to say, "I'm going to beg you to work for free," right? Right, and then dollar for dollar, throughout 25, 30 years, build your empire, right? Like, who does it that way? Who's done it that way? Nobody. Nobody in hip hop, I'll tell you that much. Who's waiting for somebody for free? Like you said, (laughs) we're competitive. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to do that. You know what I'm saying? So anytime that the story, even if that wasn't my man, even though I have if I ain't known him since he was 13, at the end of the day, come on, B. You got to respect that. <laughs> like, like, this ain't even like no, like, this ain't even like no, that's my you. man type of thing. Like, this is like real. These are real deal facts. You know what I'm saying? If you had your kid, and you would tell your kid, yeah, you tell your kid if there was a way, you know what I'm saying, for the kid that's sitting somewhere saying, no, take that leap. He took that leap. He was sitting in college. He said, I'm going to take the leap and follow my dreams. And I'm going to follow my genes the right way. I'm going to show and prove. Then you give me more position. Mm. I'm not asking for the position and then try to prove anything. No, I'm going to prove to you, right? And throughout the career, it was proving and proving and proving and proving and proving. And then once you prove, then you should get your rewards. That's just what it is. And that's mm-hmm. the, everybody should study that. We should study the greats. You should, they should definitely study his path. Study great Jay's path because Jay, man, was immaculate. Oh, man, Jay, yeah, yeah. Jay did it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, ooh. You know what I'm saying? Coming from being a street guy myself and also, like, you know, you know, intellectual, you know what I'm saying? I have a lot of respect for that. You know what I'm saying? So study all our, our people, our brothers' past. Study the lessons of history. Not just these lessons of history, but the lessons of history throughout time. And then we'll make less mistakes. Hope If I would have knew that before I caught the case, maybe I wouldn't have caught the case. But use my story as a lesson. And maybe y'all, you know, another person won't have to go through what I went through. 
Well, Corey, man, we, 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 we've learned so much today. We've gotten some good laughs. We've gotten some good talk. Good, you know what I mean? This is, this is fun, man. This is fun. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. I got to come out and do more. I get a lot of opportunities <laughs> to speak. No, you know, just in general, like, I think I said, I might be having my head down trying to get stuff done. Because I believe me, at the end of the day, man, if, if I'm not out here, but this helps. I'm not actually – Doing helps, stuff. People got to know. People got to know, yeah, yeah. man. People got to see. People got to hear story, you. Your, feel you, shape, you know your I mean? story needs to be heard. I, I'll just say that. Your story needs to be heard, brother. Like, literally. Nah, nah I appreciate it. that. I appreciate that. So get nah, out more. The, the, the way, the more you feel comfortable, you know, keep doing it. But your story nah. definitely needs to be heard. You have a lot to say. It's informative. Mm -hmm. It's rich. It's genuine. It's authentic. The yeah. world needs to see this. So that's no, nah, I appreciate I appreciate that. So I'm going to give y'all, that's another job for y'all. Like, bring them in. Yes, You got my number, Corey. So bring in let's, the opportunities. Let's, let's, let's bring in some opportunities together, man. Let's, let's, make, you, no, let's make some more black forward. folks rich. <laughs> no, 100%, man. I'm out here helping any kind of way I can. I'm great at building businesses. I'm great at branding. You know, that that's kind of like like my strengths. You know what I mean? And, um... I'm all for any like great ideas or any opportunities you might see as a win. That'd be worth the time, right? That fits into the why. You gotta fit into the why. It will fit into the why. Well, you know me, man. I'm I'm gonna be on your ass for the next for, forever. Listen, now. you so got we, my number. Just call me. Here. Man. Call me. Call. <laughs> I'm here for it, man. I love your spirit. I love your brother that you brought on. Yes, sir. We work well together, and I, I wish y'all the best, man. Hundred percent. Appreciate that, Corey. Have a great weekend, brother, man. Thank you for you know tuning in with Say Less, man. Thank you for the time. We appreciate. Uh, yo, let's be great. Let's be great. Let's go get him. Let's not let's let go. the pan what y'all doing right now. Y'all not trying to let the pandemic kill you. You know what I'm saying? Hell no. We gotta, Hell no. We gotta build businesses that are Corona proof. Yes, sir. You what yes, I'm saying? Sir. This is That's what we do. I don't care what's going on. We're <laughs> right. gonna win because there are people winning. So why not us? Right? Why not? Why right. not us? Thank All you. right. Much love, bro. Much love, Corey. Thank you so much, man. Yo, I appreciate you. Thank you. Alive. Listen, there's nothing more urgent than freedom. Let's go. Yes, Amen. sir. Amen. Amen. And thank you all for listening to Say Less again. You can tune in each and every week on uh, Whistle Sports and Brother. My co-host Lowkey is here. I'm Jazz. Yeah. Like we say each and every week, stay free, stay safe, and always, always, always say less. Say less.